Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. We're having a fairly short study today about the city work and the origin and history of cities. Let's begin with prayer. Dear Jesus, I know it was never your plan for people to live in large groups and cities packed together. I pray that we will be able to move away from those places to the country where we can raise our children according to your plan. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Testimonies, Volume 9, pages 97 and 98. More and more as the days go by, it is becoming apparent that God's judgments are in the world, in fire and flood and earthquake. He is warning the inhabitants of this earth of his near approach. The time is nearing when the great crisis in the history of the world will have come, when every movement in the government of God will be watched with intense interest and inexpressible apprehension. In quick succession, the judgments of God will follow one another, fire and flood and earthquake with war and bloodshed. That's the great crisis in the history of the world. Oh, that the people might know the time of their visitation. There are many who have not yet heard the testing truth for this time. There are many with whom the Spirit of God is striving. The time of God's destructive judgments is the time of mercy for those who have had no opportunity to learn what is truth. Tenderly will the Lord look upon them. His heart of mercy is touched. His hand is still stretched out to save, while the door is closed to those who would not enter. The mercy of God is shown in his long forbearance. He's holding back his judgments, waiting for the message of warning to be sounded to all. Oh, if our people would feel, as they should, the responsibility resting upon them to give the last message of mercy to the world, what a wonderful work would be done. Behold the cities and their need of the gospel, the need of earnest laborers among the multitudes of the cities has been kept before me for more than 20 years who are carrying a burden for the large cities. If you have felt a burden, but in comparison with the great need and the many opportunities, but little attention has been given to this work. All right. The origin and history of cities. Cain built the first city, Genesis 4.17. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived, and bare Enoch, and he builded a city, and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. Cain built the first city, okay. Babylon was built, Genesis 10, 10, and 11. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and Erech and Echad, and Kalneth, in the land of Shinar. Out of that land went forth Asher, and builded Nineveh in the city Rehoboth and Calah. In the margin, let's look to the margin, that's the first high building of 10 and 11. 
Babylon, or he went out into Assyria, or the streets of the city. Yeah, that was the first high building, Babylon. Well, we you're familiar with that. Genesis 11, 3 and 4. And they said one to another, Go to, let's make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Uh, go to let's build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth uh, historically it's been studied that what they were trying to do was to go study the stars the horoscopes and things like that and go up to the heavens and try to understand um, fate and <laughs> things through horoscopes but that was the wrong direction to go, wasn't it? God was displeased. Genesis eleven five through 9 tells us, The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They all have one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down and there and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel. Confusion, that means confusion. Because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Let's read in Patriarchs and Prophets, page 120. Up to this time, all men had spoken the same language. Now, those that could understand one another's speech united in companies. Some went one way, some another. The Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth. This dispersion was the means of peopling the earth, and thus the Lord's purpose was accomplished to the very means that men had employed to prevent its fulfillment. But at what a loss to those who had set themselves against God. It was his purpose that men should go forth to found nations in different parts of the earth. They should carry with them a knowledge of his will that the light of truth might shine undimmed to succeeding generations. Noah, the faithful preacher of righteousness, lived for 350 years after the flood. Shem for five hundred years, and thus their descendants had an opportunity to become acquainted with the requirements of God and the history of his dealings with their fathers. But they were unwilling to listen to these unpalatable truths. They had no desire to retain God in their knowledge, and by the confusion of tongues they were in a great measure shut out from intercourse with those who might have given them light. Oh, that's kind of sad. The Babel builders had indulged the spirit of murmuring against God. Instead of gratefully remembering his mercy to Adam, his gracious covenant with Noah, they complained of his severity in expelling the first pair from Eden and destroying the world by a flood. But while they murmured against God as arbitrary and severe, they were accepting the rule of the cruelest of tyrants. Satan was seeking to bring contempt upon the sacrificial offerings that prefigured the death of Christ. As the minds of the people were darkened by idolatry, he led them to counterfeit these offerings and sacrifice their own children upon the altars of their gods. 
As men turned away from God, the divine attributes, justice, purity, and love were supplanted by oppression, violence, and brutality. Lot chose the cities. Remember when he separated from Abraham. Genesis 13, 12. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. It was very wicked there, Genesis 13, 13 tells us, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Genesis 18, 20 says... And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous. And twenty one. I will go down I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. Genesis 19.24 Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And you can still find those sulfur balls there in the, in the soil, which I'm sure you're already familiar with. I don't mean to be telling you stuff you already know. So, um, Lot's second choice, when the angels took him out of Sodom, do you remember where he wanted to go? I think it was Zoar, but let's read Genesis 19, 17 to 20. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad, and he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shown unto me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountains lest some evil take me and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. Um, and he said unto them, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. Which I wonder, oh, hold on, let's look at the margin. I think we'll still know what that means. Um, that was verse 22. Oh, little. <laughs> it means little, Zoar, little. Okay. Okay, the ruin of his daughters happened because of having lived in Sodom. Genesis 19, 30 to 39 tells us, And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountain, and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zoar, and he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. That wasn't really all that uncommon for people to live in caves, was it? And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father's old. There isn't a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, 
I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in and lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. And the firstborn bare a son, and called his name Moab. The same is the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger, she also bare a son, and called his name Ben-Ami. The same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. Hmm. Ammon. Hmm. Interesting. I'd be kind of interested in what that name means. Ami. Ben, I think, means son of. Son of Ami. Amen. Hmm. Okay. Um, deceit and violence. Oh my, the world is quickly falling apart. Let's go to Psalms 55, 9 through 11. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are on the midst, in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. If Satan is not destroyed, he will fill the face of the earth with cities. Isaiah 14, 20 and 21. Thou shalt not be joined with him in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Prepare slaughter for his children, for the iniquity of their fathers, that they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. If he is not destroyed, he will fill the face of the earth with cities. Um, whoa. I don't think I've ever read that one before. The cities are judged. Ezekiel 22, 2. Now, thou son of man, wilt thou judge? Wilt thou judge the bloody city? Yea, thou shalt show her all her abominations. So, according to light... I wonder what that means. Cities according to light. Let's go find out. Matthew eleven twenty through twenty four. There's a very short note on that. Matthew eleven twenty through twenty four. This is Jesus speaking. Okay. Then began he to abrade the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto the Chorazin, woe unto the Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you, and thou Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained unto this day, but I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. 
in the day of God, the way the cities were, according to light, the light of God revealed that they were pretty evil. And in the day of God, let's go read Zephaniah 1, 14 through 16. Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, Zephaniah 1, 14 to 16. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasteth greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom. A day of cloud and thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. So, in the cities, it's going to be some judgment. Isaiah 30, 25. I wouldn't want to be in the cities when everything comes down. It's going to be a pretty ugly scene. Isaiah 32, 19. When it shall hail, coming down on the forest, and the city shall be low in a low place. Hmm, not sure what that... <laughs> Where am I? So there will be complete destruction. Isaiah 32, 19. Did we not already read Isaiah 32? Oh. Uh, when it, you know, I just read that. <laughs> I just read that. Okay. There'll be complete destruction, the hail and everything else. And mm, there is going to be large hail. We know one of the plagues is going to be hail about between 60 and 100 pounds. I'm not sure exactly of the weight. They're going to be huge. Jeremiah 4.26 I beheld, and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness. All the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord by his fierce anger. Revelation 16, 17 through 19 is our last reference. Revelation 16, 17 through 19. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since when men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. The next verse says that the islands fled away, and the mountains were not found out. We have read that... There'll be islands sinking, whole islands will sink, and mountain chains will sink, creating great caverns in the land. We don't have a great time ahead of us unless we belong to the Lord, and then we will be safe. And he will pr protect and provide for us. Our bread and water shall be sure. But definitely, if you are in a city, try to find a way to get out very quickly. We don't really have that much time left, according to the way prophecy is fulfilling. Let's just summarize really quickly the things that we have learned. Um, Babylon was the first high building, and I believe the first city. Lot chose the cities. He went to live in Sodom and Gomorrah. They were very wicked. And his second choice was another little city. His daughters were ruined from being in Sodom. The cities are full of deceit and violence. 
and if Satan is not destroyed, he will fill the face of the earth with cities full of violence. The cities were judged according to light, and in the day of God there will be complete destruction of the cities. Tomorrow morning we will take a little study on what city work God wants done to try to reach people who are living in the cities. We aren't to live in the cities, but we are to go in there and try to reach people uh, for the Lord. So let's close with prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you care enough that you want your people to reach out to those who are living in the cities under many difficult circumstances. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for those who are here with me this morning that if they happen to be living in a city, that they would go before you in prayer and trying to find a where, somewhere to go where they can serve you freely. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, brothers and sisters, tomorrow morning, the city work under God's direction. Have a blessed rest this evening.